Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In the early 1990s, what did New York City folk know about Buffalo? We knew that four straight NFL championships came there in the 90s. Uh, Thank you guys so much. Uh, It was a pleasure losing all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it was also, but but when you fast forward, we we go there in the 90s. We only know about Buffalo losing the NFL. We fast forward today, and Buffalo is you know putting itself on the map uh, through hip hop, uh, Mm -hmm. through rap. Um, You obviously have stuff that's happening with uh, you know Benny and um, all those guys, but then you have you guys, Fortune Trap Doors, who. Totally don't sound like any of those guys, which is great, mm-hmm. um, but it's also teaching us more about what we should expect or what we know about Buffalo, New York. Right. Um, so with that, I want to welcome Fortune Drop Doors to the library with Tim Heineckel. Thank you yes. for being here. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Sick of motherfuckers telling me it will be fine. See, y'all don't know exactly what it be. So what it be? That's why I pop a zip, smoke a blunt and fall to sleep. And if you walkers, then you best just walk away. Just walk away. So let's talk about 7 plus 1 plus 6, 14, obviously, Buffalo, area code. Uh, can you, each of you, introduce yourselves, but also talk about how Buffalo defined you as people, but also defined you as artists? Yeah. Um, I'm with a Buffalo, like Tim said, it's just starting to get like its name out there, especially in hip-hop with Griselda and everything they're doing, and... As far as, like, the scene in Buffalo has been, hip-hop-wise, for, like, the past 20 years, it's, like, everybody been waiting for somebody to finally, like, break out of it. And everybody really supports Buffalo and, like, wears it on their back in the hip-hop scene because, like, we're trying to push it forward. So, like, that's why when you see Westside and Benny and Conway, they're always, like, Buffalo, 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 because that's how Buffalo is with, Mm -hmm. like, everything we do. And... As far as just, like, shaping us as people and our character, it's just, like, I feel like when you live somewhere that has winters and uh, gets cold as hell and shit like that, it just kind of thickens your skin a little bit and gives you a little bit more character. And the city is just on the come up, too, as far as, like, infrastructure and people and, um, I don't know, it's more uh, popping in the city now, I guess, or something. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, I'm Bendy Face. Uh, as far as the hip hop scene, like we've always, Buffalo has always been like underdogs and like everything, damn near. Like any any aspect of sports or like music and shit. But there's so much talent that's like brewing there, and everyone has a lot of heart, and it's really like tight knit, and we all support each other a lot. So that's like a really beautiful thing to like be a part of. 
and that also shapes us as who we are like we're all like really good people with like good intentions and we all have like our hearts in like the right places and we're all passionate as fuck so like as i said we've just been brewing underground just waiting for the one bubble to like pop and fucking infiltrate hell yeah i'm short um growing up buffalo um i just had so much pride in it um i didn't really know why i just knew i had it and then as hip-hop has grown in general as a genre and then now buffalo is starting to break on to scene um like like jordan said like we have a really tight-knit group of people that believe in ourselves and believe in each other and um like we support each other and we all really want to see each other succeed and i think that that's like very unique i think a lot of people have like this like competition aspect to hip hop, which I am all for, but um, it really helps when you have a lot of people on your side and mm -hmm. on your back. And, yeah, so yeah. Buffalo means a lot to me like that. Yeah, one thing is like um, Westside and Griselda, they got their own sound. You know, it gives you that classic feel of hip hop, which is right. why it's been so embraced, but like you know, they got the distinct sound they have. And the, every artist in Buffalo has their own distinct sound. Like our hip hop scene is like really eclectic and diverse and like. Super, like nobody's like each other, but everybody <clears throat> be working with each other, throwing shows. Like when we throw a show, like our Christmas show, like the acts we got on the bill are so different down the line, but everybody's friends with each other and knows each other. So once more artists start uh, flourishing out of Buffalo, uh, people are going to start seeing like Griselda is definitely the sound of Buffalo, but we, there's so many sounds of Buffalo and they're all unique and cool. And so, yeah, Wait. there's a lot of talent. Where, where, actually, where where does that um, type of thinking come from in terms of uh, knowing that you should be sound different? Not you shouldn't sound like you know. Um, I think DM, DMC has said he's like when we came up, if people were doing red, we knew that we had to do blue um, yeah. because we had and and you know a, a lot of hip hop, not a lot, but there's you know there's a sound to today's hip hop that you hear, and it feels like it does sound the same. Mm -hmm. uh, but that may be because I'm old. But um, <laughs> but you guys have this sound that you're obviously very talented at what you do. You could easily sound like, of course, with the commercial guys that we hear all yeah. the time, but you don't. So what what who 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 are your mentors? Who were you listening to that said, all right, if we're gonna make it in this game, yeah. we gotta sound different? Yeah. Um, you wanna go? Yeah. All right. Um. Aesop Rock was a really big influence. Like that's how I started listening to hip hop, and then I got more into like MF Doom. I was really into like underground lyricism, so that's what we try to bring as well as like this newer sound of hip hop. We like to combine them both because we're all we're all three of us are lyricists at heart. That's all we listen to is just freestyle, listen to boom bap, classic Wu Tang shit, fucking Dilla, fucking Madlib, like every, everything. In the underground, like really, we really embraced, and uh, we just try to mash the two together. Yeah, I've tried to go with the flow, like of like evolution of music. Like, yeah, at the time when I was a kid, the shit that was out was like you know the more boom bap type stuff and you know, late '90s stuff, and yeah, that was great. And after that time, it was what I needed at the time. And then nowadays, I think some of the music that's out um, is is what I needed now. Um, and I just I, I like. I like not trying to fit a mold and more like just yeah. like I think that like when you said like if they're red I want to be blue it's like yeah just be yourself though mm -hmm. you know like that it'll figure itself out yeah no I uh, grew up listening to like the 
90s New York City, like all them Duck Down, Wu Tang, mm-hmm. uh, Rockefeller, all that. And uh, I used to like, if there was a set of rules I grew up living by, it was like the guidelines, the hip, you know, like not yeah. even that I knew all what it was, but like uh, when I was younger, younger, before we would like do something like bad or whatever, we and we were kind of like, all right, should we do this? We'd be like, Red Man would do that. <laughs> make us do it you know like i would like look in their eyes to see like what should what would uh method man do right now <laughs> what do you do all right yeah um uh wizard you spit uh rappers as clones being grown inside a test tube but if you ask them their favorite rapper mf doom yes. uh these lyrics amazing lyrics i Kept on talking about them with Andre when I when they came out. Yeah. Uh, I want you to can you just talk about these lyrics, yeah. about what they mean, um, what they represent. Yeah, the beginning of that was, but you were talking about how like um, a lot of artists will pick up the mic or start getting into hip hop, and they are trying to replicate a sound of somebody they like, you know. And like I get it, and I get why that shit happens, but like you said, a lot of the stuff starting to sound got the same. Uh, formula to it and starts start sound same after a while but the MF Doom line is actually because like I grew up outside of Buffalo in a, a town called Hamburg which was predominantly white not many rappers back then in the suburbs at all mm-hmm. like it is now and uh, but like every white dude you knew who rapped or liked rap loved MF Doom like fucking lo- yeah, like that was like I their was dude like they higher. they would just like yeah, so like I was just like after a while I'm like oh god bro that's what that line came from um short you uh and assuming in circles you dedicate to uh the late Mac Miller uh and this is a question for all of you but for you uh for this song short uh what was his influence on you, um, and um, what was it like to write this track? Well, Mac is—he's um, more than a rapper. You know, he's—he uh, he was like just one of the greatest musicians I'd heard, just all around, well-rounded. Um, and I really liked his energy and just what he gave. And people seem to really gravitate to him and be inspired by him. And I was inspired just by that itself. Um, and then he died. And the next morning, I woke up to that news, and not for nothing, but I mean, I live a pretty up and down and fast lifestyle in general, and it really like scared me straight a little bit mm. for a second because it just like for a whoa. second, yeah, for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why I said that. <laughs> um, but like it did, it did. It really like you know, I got like really like pit in my stomach, and I was feeling really weird about it. So um, that morning when I found out, I just wrote that whole song right there. Um, yeah, and I just, I felt emotion about that thing, and just, you know, being, being from, a, he's from Pittsburgh, from Buffalo, he's white, and he's a rapper, it's just like a lot of parallels, and like mm-hmm. drug use, and like just, it really like hit me, and it felt weird, and yeah, so, yeah, rest in peace to Mac. thoughts are better when I don't think, shut down my mind and let my soul think, time after time, scribe rhymes for the coping, I ain't trying to hang, so I sang, let the rope swing, I don't even know things. The, the track goes, um... There's a sound that I just I, I love about that's going on with the track, and I can't yeah. really explain it too well, but that's me, whatever. Um, but, but what I really love about it is that there's this there's this scratch throughout the track, uh, and it really like speaks to because everyone talks about the mm-hmm. how the scratch is a lost art. Yeah. Um, can you talk about creating the scratch and like kind of like why the scratch in the track? What is it supposed to do to kind of enhance the uh, the music? 
Yeah. Um, I just put it in there because I thought that it kind of added a little bit more of like a spooky vibe mm. to it. Like, or like just a little more like grim or something. I don't know. I, I didn't want to make it sound sad. I just wanted to make it sound like raw and, yeah. and, 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 and like, like in the deeper, like part of your soul type stuff. So, um, yeah, I just put it in there. I was like, this is a cool sound. And it really kind of brought this, the sound of the song together mm. in, a, in a way that like it just hit. So I was like, we're. Uh, you guys are about to release a new EP in 2020, uh, produced entirely by by 14, except one track. Um, mm -hmm. Can you kind of talk about the the kind of the, the mission, I guess, or the the purpose of this EP uh, yeah. when you drop it? Uh, we're coming out with it on the top of next year. It's called Brain Aquarium, and we had a few songs that we really liked that hadn't made it onto a project yet that were kind of just sitting in the stash. And then we were waiting, working on some other releases that we we're planning for next year too. But we were like, we got to get something out right now. And so we're like, well, we got these few songs we really like. And so we're like, let's make another like few songs and then make an EP out of it. And uh, so we went, we, you know, uh, just went in the room and started uh, doing what we do and making the songs and, Pick Brain Aquarium as the theme of the album because it's just kind of like a bunch of loose stuff swimming around in our head in our database and mm. put it all onto one thing. And it actually yeah. just came out really cohesive and sounds really dope. Yeah. And the other person who produced the song on that project sitting right there, Novel. So right. shout out to Novel. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we the uh, the project is is cohesive and it, a lot of the songs sound different. Um, yeah. There's a lot of sample heavy stuff. There's a lot of just like. Like eight oh eight. Yeah, we stuff. covered all the bases. And yeah, the for sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking of track, I really like from the EP is uh, the Mummy. Uh, the um, the money. The money. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I I I, I like I, I love the lyrics, but also like I once again like the the, the instruments throughout the track is like kind of yeah, like, kind that's of always his production yeah. right uh, there. Can you just talk about? Can you talk about the sounds we're hearing? Yeah. Kind of. Um, yeah, we made that. Well, as far as the beat goes. Um, at that time, I was buying records from this uh, like indie rock record store uh, around the corner from where I was at, just out there dollar bins, and they had a. a, a I, I started sampling um, more gospel, old country type stuff, and so I was listening to like a lot of that older sound. You hear like the samples in there, and. Uh, Made the beat, and we actually made it in like really grim. Like we went in your room. We never recorded in his room. I brought my. This is when we did have like a place oh, to record because yeah. I had yeah. just got back from. I didn't have a place oh, yet, yeah, so I brought like my computer, and all my shit, which is like super like. It's not a laptop. It's like a desktop, like yeah. monitors, and, like speakers. It's a short, computer. small ass room that's just like the bed, and then like a little space oh, wow. to walk in. Yeah, and <laughs> exactly. uh, we were like not in the greatest of like spirits we had our man alibi there with us and like i'm i'm just like yo i got this beat i had i came up with this hook let's just like write we should write quick eight bar verse about you know money and like the whole theme about how money is like you need it but it's like fuck shit too and like right, whatever yeah. and uh we recorded in his bedroom and it took me a minute to get a good mix on that because like you said the instruments and stuff were so full especially like in the Definitely. hook part but we finally got it sounded right and yeah i like that track a lot for sure oh yeah is that how the writing process goes i mean how, do, how does the writing process work for you guys oh. uh, in terms of do you hear the beat first or are, you, are you writing lyrics to something that doesn't exist yet yeah, we usually. definitely yeah hear the beat first 
um, we try to write it together, mm-hmm. especially if it's going to be a song where we're like coming off each other during verses and stuff like that. But there are definitely times where like Jordan will send us a beat and be like, yo, I just made this beat. Let's each write like a 16 or whatever to mm-hmm. it. So we'll write it and then come together and try to figure out a hook or something. Definitely. Yeah, we try to keep it like as cohesive as possible. Like as much as we can sit down and write together, work on the beat together. We all we all put our like creative inputs into our verses as well as like the beats. Like someone's like, yo, I, I got I got this scheme, but I can't figure out this last fucking bar. So we all just kind of like chip in and like help each other out. And it's a really cool like creative dynamic. Yeah, when sure. like somebody be at the mic recording and they'll like say their verse and like we'll be like, yo, I think you should take this word out your fucking ear, you know, because <laughs> yeah, it'll yeah. flow better if you don't. Yeah, if you and like we always and usually we're always brutally right. honest with each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like that bar right there, bro. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That don't sound right. <laughs> Do a new take. That wasn't good enough. Uh-huh. Sorry about that. Yeah. I, I know I talked a lot about the the beats, but I think uh, the track uh, of freaking uh, is that track is this like an MC MC's track? Yeah, yeah. It's just straight. You guys just spitting, you know, the entire time. You're like, and mm-hmm. and and it just you hear the beat, but you kind of get lost. That yeah. it's kind of secondary in a way. Yeah, um, can you talk about that, like the creation of that track, kind of what that purpose of um, you know? I made the beats. Me and Short were just chilling one night in his living room. It's a late night. And this was when I was starting to get into like finger drumming because I use MPC studio and like I laid down the drum beat and then I just kind of started tinkering with like this like guitar plug-in. It was like ping, 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 ping. I was like, oh shit, this sounds funky as hell. <laughs> so like at first the drum sounded whack as fuck just because I just pulled some shit onto the pads just so I could start just fucking around. And then I came back to it and was like, damn, I really like this beat. So I changed the drums up and then... Basically, we're just like, yo, we just got to spit on this. And it took us a minute to figure out the hook, but eventually it it just made sense to skip classes and eat acid. Yeah. <laughs> and we actually recorded that one in Short's living yeah. room, another place we never recorded. Yeah. <laughs> Way too many songs recorded in my house. For real. But I remember I remember that you made that beat mm-hmm. and like that do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. And I'm like, this is like whimsical and yeah, goofy as fuck. Exactly. So we're like, let's just go hard as fuck on yeah, it and just like flip sure. it. Is there, uh, if you just taking uh, lyrics from those tracks uh, from that track um, is there a lyric that kind of floors you and like holy shit I can't believe I wrote that or I said that yeah uh, dive inside the deep end why not wild why you breathing in my eyes is on the prize and so I'm sighing in her DMs like that whole like breakdown yeah, part yeah, like, yeah, one, I was yeah, like damn yeah. how the fuck did I just think of this <laughs> I, like, I love those moments I like <clears throat> sorry sorry I like um, uh, vertical, or no, vertigo, vertical, world, nerve control, world, no, I'm sorry, vertigo, vertigo, world control, world, nerve control, narcs park, cause they some serpicos, fuck sin, cause that's shine, yo, to death, for death, I sign, no, I climb your mom, bro, how you smooth it in a pine cone, fake it in a rhinestone? I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah, actually, I liked it how I started my verse, like, I, I started my verse up, like, wait a second, and then, like, I wait, and the beat waits a second, and they go, I'm rapping second, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so simple, but, like, so poignant yeah. at the same time, and the way he says it, too, it's yeah. fucking awesome. Actually, was I want to ask you about that, Derek, I, yeah. wait a second, I'm rapping in a second, in my younger days, I used to rap with more message, nowadays, I don't give a fuck what, a drug, what drugs I ingested, but, yeah. uh, can you just talk about that, like, what, yeah. um, um so yeah, it's wait a second. I'm rapping second. And I said trap weed out of coffee shop serving breakfast. I still work at a coffee shop and uh, sell weed. 
and <laughs> like people will come to the shop and I'll put the weed in a coffee cup and give it to them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually uh, like it's a just, great way of doing it. Yeah. Uh, but, and then like, yeah, like when I was coming up, like in my younger twenties, like super into like the underground, like New York city, deaf jokes, like, uh, rhyme sayers, uh, uh, Minneapolis, stuff like that. So I, I was really, uh, conscious rapper and trying to figure myself out too. So like my raps, like embody like my own inner trying to figure everything out. But like now I'm older and I've figured myself out to some degree and like, I don't give a shit about that as much anymore. And now I'm just like getting fucked up a lot. So that's what I'm rapping about, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> just rapping what we live. Yeah, basically. rapping what we live. Like, we definitely do, like, carry a conscious message throughout some songs, but also, like, we try not to take ourselves too seriously. Like, it, we take ourselves serious as fuck, but not to the point where it's like, yo. Yeah, sometimes hip-hop, like, yeah. I get why it's serious, yeah. and I'm not even saying that, like, I don't appreciate the seriousness of it sometimes, yeah. but, like, sometimes people wonder why um, not a lot of people are at their show or mm -hmm. not, because sometimes the vibe's just so serious that it's, like, some yeah. people aren't drawn to, like, because right. like like, at the end, like, nothing's that serious, you know, like, right. yeah. shit, so. Sometimes listen to music to not, to, like, get out of the seriousness of life, honestly, so, like, I don't need to hear that shit when I'm listening to music sometimes, like, right, right. And kind of going off on a, tan a different vein right now, but like uh, <clears throat> um, one thing, like we, I, I, I truly like respect and value like the the pure hip hop values of how it started, where like like everybody knows what it is if you know what it is, and throughout like the last decade or two decades, like how rap's been changing and like we've been on the scene forever so we've like already had like three groups of like young kids like come through you know so like now we're on like our fourth group of young kids in the scene and like if you want to stay in the scene with the young kids with the kids who are coming out to go to the shows and stuff like that like you just gotta let some shit slide like mm -hmm. you know like like i used to be like i'm not fucking with you because you ain't taking no samples off records and, you know like you yeah. got you're like i can't fuck with you no matter what you said like yeah. but now just like don't be, bro. How'd you make that? You, right. yeah, like, let's if, hey, like, uh, you if you want it. people to accept you, you better accept them. Yeah, back. so it's right. just what it is now. It's a question I should ask you in the beginning, but but why 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 rap? Why hip hop? Like, what was it that out of all the yeah. kind of the art forms out there that um, this spoke to you guys? You know, like for as corny and cliche it sounds like, and especially since like I'm a white dude from the suburbs, but like hip hop like chose me because like. I didn't really choose it. Like, I was kind of doing it before I even knew I was doing it. Like, me and my brother, like, when I got my, back when I was younger, like, 12 is when I got my first hip-hop CD. And back then, like, you couldn't go into a store and buy a fucking rap CD. There was no music on the internet back then. Like, your mom had to go in the store with you and buy you mm -hmm. if it had parental. And my mom wasn't about to buy me, you know, like, hip-hop. So, like, <laughs> when I was 12, I finally got Wu-Tang, uh, 36 Chambers from my older brother of a friend. And... I loved it because they were swearing so much. I was like, yo, they're saying fuck, Wu-Tang Clan on the fuck with. I was just like, yo, I love that. But like, and uh, me and my brother like memorized all the words on the album. We'd have contests where like, he, we have to recite the whole album and we count how many mistakes they make. And like, <laughs> you know, but we weren't even like thinking of being rappers at the time. We just like loved like rap music so much. And then actually the first time I started thinking like, maybe I could do this was, I don't know if you know who living legends is from out West. Uh, I used to be in them like super duper heavy when they were still like really 
underground and first coming out and like grouch was somebody when i was like 18 19 who i super like fucked with a lot and from listening to them i started hearing them like oh they're recording this in their basement mm -hmm. oh they're just like they started like giving you pieces of how they're doing it i'm like maybe i could do this then if you're doing you know because like I, the, the internet wasn't <clears throat> the internet back then so you right. didn't know like how shit fucking happened like when I found out, I lived 20 minutes outside Buffalo growing up, but I didn't even know Buffalo had rappers in it until I turned 18 and, like, went to college in the city, and I'm, like, seeing flyers. I'm like, there's rappers in Buffalo? Like, what the <laughs> hell, you know? So, but I don't know. Something just drew me to it. Like, I, don't, I couldn't even say, like, why it is. Like, sometimes I'll be sitting, like, damn, you're this old, and you're, you still let hip-hop dictate every decision you make in your life, and you haven't gotten over with it yet? Like, what are you going to, like, fucking stop? But, yeah. Um, yeah, when I... I've always, like, had an act for just, like, rhythm and stuff. I played drums when I was younger, and I played a little bit of guitar, but, like, the drums is what really, like, drew me in. I would always just, like, play along to songs. And um, growing up, I was also into skateboarding so any time that we would go to spots like my one friend had a car and he would just throw on instrumentals or throw on like some Lil Wayne shit and we would just start like freestyling in between spots but like I sucked at skateboarding so I gravitated <laughs> towards freestyling more and just kind of like smoked bowls in the car and like freestyled while everyone else is like skating and shit and then just kind of gravitated from there like I never really thought that I would be a rapper rapper like this is what I want to do. I was just kind of like, right. yeah, I, I just love fr freestyling and shit. And then eventually when I was in school, I met um, my homie Alibi, who's in the group kind of collected almost also. And we would just freestyle all the time. We'd just smoke and just freestyle in his car. And we were like, wait, we should just like start writing this down. Mm -hmm. We should actually try making songs. And since then, it's just took it off. Oh, I was nice. like, I need this. This is, this is like my calling. Mm -hmm. This is, nice. I just like, saying things that people can relate to and love and can come up to me and be like, yo, that bar you just said, dude, like that fucking crazy. So that, that, that's a great gratifying feeling. Yeah. I, I don't really know how it actually like started, but I feel as though the way I really got into hip hop was through sports. Cause when I was growing up, I played basketball a lot and football, but basketball, especially that was like, you know, the Allen Iverson days, yeah. And they were rocking huge fucking suits to the NBA draft. And it was mad hip hop y shit going on in NBA. And, you know, I was I would be playing ball and, like, you know, we'd be at the park and someone would bring their, like, you know, this is boombox time, mm. pretty much. They'd bring, like, their stuff and, like, be playing it. And, you know, I was, I would be hoping, I'm like, man, the rhythm of, like, this stuff and I'm playing. And, I, like, I just love listening to that type of music when I was, like, playing. And, like, when I was growing up, I thought I was going to the NBA. So, yeah, you know, I thought it would be the soundtrack to my life type shit. Um, when I was 23, I still thought I was going to. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm 32, I still think I'm going to be a famous rapper. Um, um, yeah, so I think that, you know, like, you know, for him, he was, it was he, he, like, introduced to it through skateboarding. You know, through Marty, he was like, you know, it's a family connection with his brother giving him a CD. Like, uh, how you're fed hip-hop, I think when, if you love hip-hop and you know it's going to be part of your life, it just happens for you because it just clicks for you. Like, it's, it's part of your soul. You don't even know it yet. And when it is presented to to you it just happens mm. is there an album that uh, any of you guys wish you guys were like a fly in the wall that you could have been a part of I wish I was I wish I had Dre's spot for black on both sides yeah that's a good point yeah. <laughs> Muddy Waters Red Man that would be that would be sick to yeah. see that I would have I actually would have I would have liked seeing uh, B 
being in there with MOP for one of their first two albums, either Fire and Squad Fire or and First Squad. Family. Oh. Yeah. I got one too, another one. I want to be in the dungeon when Outcast recorded their first one. Oh, I would have mind seeing Goody Mob record their first one, or second one, Still Standing. I love that album. You know, it was like a literal dungeon type yeah. basement situation. Yeah, yeah it's dope. All right, you guys obviously have the EP coming out in 2020. Uh, what's what's next after that? What happens after this EP? Um, all right, so we're dropping the EP, top of the year. We also got a couple other projects in the works right now. Um, one with a producer from Buffalo named Camouflage Monk, who's uh, buzzing right now. He's uh, got a real good ear for his samples and stuff his mm-hmm. beats are real gritty and raw and nice sounding Definitely. and um he's done work with Griselda cats and overseas cats and did stuff with earl sweatshirt that never came out so he's been he's been around and uh <clears throat> that's gonna be coming out next year uh we are in the city for this but also for we were at 88 keys uh spot yesterday and the day before mm-hmm. working on a project with him nice which was dope as hell because he was just making the beats right for like he yeah. literally like put a record on the record player and like stamp took samples off of it onto so, his like shit and like uh-huh. we like so found drums on for like so like we were with him from like <clears throat> the start of all the beats and uh that's gonna be really dope as hell because he's super cool as hell yeah so he's so like good at what he does it's crazy so he was making the beats and then you guys yeah. were writing like, or did well, you, yeah. yeah well here's like this is how good he is we found a loop on a record. Uh, we liked it. Right, right, do this. He put it on there, looped it. And he was just, while he was doing it, he was just like, like doing that, just doing it. I'm like, yo, you should record that and let's like use that as the intro to the track with you and the beatbox and a sample. And then like after the first verse, we'll kick in with like real drums or something like that. So he's like, all right, bet. So he records the beatbox over the thing. And then he goes, and then when he goes to find the real drums, he's like, hmm. And he pulls up this, because he's got his uh, records cataloged in his computer now. So he pulled up this one track, and he's like, I ain't, heard, I ain't thought of this joint in like 10 years. And he plays it, and the drum break in the beginning matched his perfect. beatbox wow. exactly yeah, perfect. perfect. He took it and put it in there. I was like... It's insane. Yeah, his mind's in a library. Like, you haven't it's thought of that literally. track in 10 years, but right now you thought of it and knew that that break would match. <laughs> would like, that. I was like, I was like what yeah. the fuck are you talking yeah. about? That's <laughs> for real. It was, it was such, he's got such a different process, mm-hmm. and it was super cool to witness and like be a part of because while he was working on the loops and stuff like we were writing our own shit we were going back and forth like all right what should be the structure for this yada yada and it was just a really cool environment to be in because like we like recording stuff at his crib Wiz's crib but also getting out of our Mm -hmm. comfort zone and doing something like this that's like all right we're locking into the studio for two days to get as much shit done and with the sound that we're, it's not usually us, like we, but it is us mm-hmm. as well. And it's, it was really cool to get back to those like straight hip hop, boom bappy, more roots compared to like the newer stuff that we've been doing. And it was, it was really like inspiring and like um, beautiful to be part of like a true cultivation. Like he's, like you were saying, yeah. he's making the beats, we're writing all at the same time. It was just like, it's like growing crops. It's like yeah, all yeah. at one time. Like, ah, like it, it was really, and it, it was, was really crazy good. too. Cause like, you know, when I was a kid, I bought, you know, black star and black on both sides and like listened to it and like rapped a little bit back then, but wasn't like ever thinking I was going to like do anything with it. And now to be sitting in a room with somebody who made beats on that album, like right. so many years later, it was kind of like, well, I would have never yeah, surreal. Thought, like who would have thought like when out like that little kid would have never thought this would 
Like, right. if you yeah. told me when I first heard Thieves <laughs> in the Night by Blackstar, that I'd be chilling with that producer, it's one of my favorite songs of all time. And that would blow, would blow my mind. So uh, it's uh-huh. a blessing to be able to be here and work with him and that type of stuff. So Definitely. And is there stuff that you guys are now, nah, I mean, no, it's early because you just, you finished recording with him uh, yesterday, but is there, looking at your own writing, your own you know production, is there like stuff that you've like automatically have taken away from that, this experience with 88? Oh, yeah. yeah. One thing I took away with, because like, I, I, you know, use a 16 pad device and sample records. That, that That's how I make a uh, majority of my beats. And like, with him, like, I'll buy a stack of records and I don't even know what I'm buying. And I listen to it once, mm-hmm. sample it, and never listen. But he like knows this music. That's why he's able to like think, of, all right, what can go with this? Like he knows yeah. the music so well that he's right. sampling. It's like, damn, I should start like listening to this music more so I like know what I'm sampling mm-hmm. to like just. Thank you. So yeah, the way the way he was pulling stuff the way, out his head. The, the way he explained it made so much sense in comparison to needle dropping because like you just get more of the vibes and understand like just like the movement of the music. Yeah. So like that made a lot of sense to me. Mm. Um, I have no idea what the fuck I'm gonna ask. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, when so is the uh, so is the project done or is it uh, still still? No, we uh, we the got the, all the beats like at least in like a skeleton form of like uh we like it and he's gonna now and we got like some like structures to it and things we want to do with each song and he's gonna go back in and like do his thing with it and uh build the rest of everything and then send us uh what he does and then we're gonna do what we do on it and maybe send Mm -hmm. it back to him one more time and have him freak it i don't know we're still Mm -hmm. figuring out the process of it Whatever the fuck he wants us to do, we're gonna yeah, do, we're it. do it. <laughs> actually, you touched on that, but during during this actual process, were you guys actually also, I mean, contributing somehow or having an opinion about? Like, oh yeah, he said he was. He, yeah. he looked at us every time we did something, make sure like we were in yeah. it. Yeah, like, like you guys like these yeah, drums every single well, time. You guys wanted me to find some different. Or drums, if we heard like anything. a sample, like we're yeah. like that, Ooh, that yeah. one, get that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was, was really cool. Yeah. That. Was there any kind of sample that he used, or maybe even beat that he used for this project that? you normally would probably never have well yeah we're doing a song that's in three four (laughs) yeah (laughs) so like we've never rapped a song in three four and like uh for people who don't don't know what that means like hip-hop hits on like a four note scale like boom 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 like you know like everything's Mm -hmm. like even but with the with three four the last piece of that four four is not not there there. so like when you're rapping your bars like we don't even know exactly how we're going to do it yet. But the, <laughs> but beat, the beat's be, super awesome yeah, as hell. We got like an idea of how we're going to do it. So mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be sweet. It'll be a fun uh, thing to... It's like it's like usually rhyming couplets. Mm-hmm. Like some, some, da, some, some, la. And with three, four, you got to rhyme in like triplets. Like some, some, da, some, some, da, some, some, da. And then the next, it's like triplets, not mm-hmm. couplets, which is like cool. And it's going to be interesting to write to. And I'm excited yeah. for the challenge. Definitely. It was a, it was a cool challenge because we all got more like introspective on this for sure like more deeper than we would usually get given if we were just recording back in buffalo but that like hearing the samples and the beats that he was making it it just called for it and it was super cool because we haven't really done much of that Mm -hmm. and to have like a project that's focally like focused on more like introspective looking inward it's it's gonna be really cool i'm really excited to see like the finished product because we're still like in the mix of it and so it's it's really cool it's really exciting man 
Can I ask you one more question? And this is because I'm a son of a, well, she retired, but a librarian. Right. Uh, the hip hop show you guys did in the library. Yeah. How did that come together? Because I, uh, I can't imagine my mom ever calling, yeah. you know, calling, oh, calling yeah. anyone up to say, you should do a show. We did our yeah. two most flagrant songs in front of a like, really <laughs> was interesting crowd. Incredible. It, so what happened was, um, La- last year, last year I did um, this thing. Um, it's in the mornings, uh, once a month. Um, that like you like they have a, a artist, a music a musician come in and open up the entire like it's like a TED talk kind of thing, and a musician opens it with like two songs. And I did a solo one, and I knew it was in the morning. It was nine a.m. I was like dead sober. I just drank coffee, and like I was like I'm doing my my deeper stuff. You know, yeah. I was like my deep stuff, and I was like, and they're like, oh wow, you're so poetic. And I met people afterwards. I was like, oh thank you, thank you, thank you. And then um, they hit me up like two months ago. I was like, do you guys does Fort Trev Doors want to do this? And I just thought to myself, do they even know who the fuck we are? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, and uh, I kept I kept asking questions. I kept like probing to make sure it was gonna be all right. Cause yeah, I don't know. I was like, I don't think they know what the fuck they're doing. And like I was, I was like, can we? You know, are, how many songs can we do? Can we curse? And I started saying, you know, are we cool with saying stuff? But like, they're like, speak your truth. We're like, all right, all right okay. <laughs> and so we're like, you know, fuck it. We're gonna shoot a video there. We're gonna put out this whole thing on blast. We're gonna use it, you know, to our advantage. And um, yeah. it was actually really fun. The people that run that uh, Creative Mornings are like really, really nice people. Um, and then we, you know, we shot a video for it. During it, we performed a song. It's coming out. Acid didn't work. And after we were done with the performance, we went into the library itself and just like didn't get kicked out for a while somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were like we were like climbing on bookshelves and shit. And I don't know how we didn't. There's no there's no cameras in there. It no, was really yeah. strange. My little brother had a, a Stone Cold Steve Austin mask, yeah. so we were just walking around looking like fucking. Yo, like we were no. not supposed to be. There I know the why we didn't get kicked out because we were in the spot of the library where nobody goes to. That's where that's where the books the actual are. Books. Yeah, the actual <laughs> books. Nobody goes where the books are in the library. If you want to get away with shit, go where the books are. Yeah. Nobody's there to look at. No, books. literally. Not no, one that's literally why we got away with it. True. Not, not one person was looking at books. And then we were like riding up and down escalators, laying on them. And we did yeah. that for a long time yeah. before we got kicked out. And finally, she just like hopped over the desk. Like, it yeah. took a while. We got a video in it, though. So, nice. like, security guards. And they're just like, you guys all right here? Is everything all right here? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. We're gonna yeah, this uncle's the awesome guy. We don't know him. <laughs> uh, short. Bendy with uh, 14 Trap Doors. Uh, thank you so much for being on the live. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much, yeah, man. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, had a great time. Cause it gave me peace of mind Ay, Here's a peace of mind It ain't no peace between the lies A hundred reasons I should die And send my demons to the sky Into the outdoor I'm all about progress My girl is a goddess And I am Diablo I am head honcho And I need head pronto And I had to fall back Sleep too much blanco I hold the truth, I won't hold down no lies If there's uppers and downers, don't let me decide I cannot think of a reason to stay here I'll double my money, then say my goodbyes This time next year will be this time next year Except everything's different, this time it's here Change my surroundings, the earth is on fire For now, please don't look at me, bitch, I'm right here Lemon OG make me shake shit Forward momentum, don't waste time Four in the morning, I'll make shit Get all the drugs so I can't die My boy hit me with a discount Your plug get you with the same price You make a play, you can pay, bitch I buy it all at the same time
All of me great. I'm with my ace. Higher than space. Tired, it's late. Boost time, boost time. I do lines like all the time. Still rapping at blap, blap, blap. Columbine sends shivers down her column spine. My following can't even follow my asylum mind. Paradigm with a pair of dimes. Wear them out, they swear they mine. Lay back, yeah, way back. In a lazy boy with a blanket. Close, I'll get to a made back. Unless punch hit is and pay the cat. I like Thundercats. Ass that slap like Thunderclaps. No such thing as mumble raps. They just say cause they old as fuck. Can't fuck with trap. I got love for Nas, love for Yachty. And I fucked a slut in a Trump hat. And I told that girl, do you, baby? But you lucky I ain't debate you crazy. Or make you call me Dick Cheney while I dicked you out playing Wayne. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.